Hello and welcome to Wise Children's Podcast. It is Sunday and I am sat here with Simon Baker, Wise Children's Technical Director and award-winning sound designer and also my partner who's dragged me out of my bed on a Sunday to do a podcast. Simon, why am I here? Feels unfair to say I dragged you out of bed. It's It's gone 11. <laughs> but I have made you come to the office, which is colder than I was imagining it was going to be, by the way. <laughs> Why are we here? Because I read that um, the key to a successful podcast uh, was consistency. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the last one we did was in September. Wow. So if content's king, I feel we're losing the battle. And if consistency moment. is king, we're, we're well and truly done for, aren't we? Yeah, we're in trouble. But I thought, I thought it was a little while. But um, it's Sunday mm. and tomorrow mm. we start rehearsals for Little Match Girl at the I Lucky know. Chance. I know, I'm trying to be all cool, but I, I honestly feel like it's Christmas Eve. I can't quite describe it. I feel, I mean, you know this because I've been like stupidly happy, haven't I, for days. Um... I'm quite a happy person, but we've been doing quite a lot of miserable things that we shall get onto in a minute. But in spite of doing quite a lot of miserable, physical, practical, dirty um, things, I've been skipping around like a kid because... Oh, gosh, I, I want to be dramatic and not dramatic at exactly the same time. I sort of feel that my whole working life has been aiming towards tomorrow oh, I'm gonna cry I think um I think it's amazing I've got my own company filled with the people I love and respect and need most in the world and we've bought our own space in the town that I live in and we're converting it into a theatre and I'm going to pull together a team of people old and and new, who are like fellow dreamers and naughty people and creative stars of my life. And we're going to do something with our community for our community. There's only 60 tickets, so it's sold out. So, I mean, it's one of those things, you know, you have to be here to be here. And and it's in many ways what I've always dreamed of. I didn't dream it would be this. I didn't dream it would be in Froome. I didn't dream it would be at this moment in my life. But if you look back at the people that have inspired me, whether it's Joan Littlewood or Pina Bausch or Garginica Theatre Association in, in um, Poland or Théâtre du Soleil in France... This is it. This is it. And it's sort of not grand, but that's why I love it. It's ours and we're working our fingers to the bone. But I should let you speak in a minute because the reality is my fingers aren't worked to the bone, but yours are because you (laughs) have taken on or been given the challenge, you can decide which, of converting this disused church into a rehearsal room and now theatre. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not just me. There's quite a few of us around. Um, Jay Jones, our... I can't remember his official title at Wise Children. Event, events? Events producer. Yeah. So, yeah. I can't remember what we said on the last podcast, but there, there's a way of doing these projects, which is um, you 
follow all the Reba stages of development. So you, you Reba, kind of... Reba, what's that? Well, Reba, I can't remember. I knew you were going to test me on that. It's, um, it's like the British architectural guidelines of how you build a project. Royal Institute of British Architects. Let's go with that. I've made that up, but I think it sounds about right. Someone will write in. Um, <laughs> so you, you follow all the stages, and I, I've sort of been involved in those projects, you know, and stage one is you workshop with a client and find out what their needs are, and then stage two you go away and design a scheme, and then you take it to the next process of designing it, and then you have it costed, and then somebody comes in and costs it for you and tells you where you've gone wrong. And, and there's sort of, I think there's sort of ten stages until you actually hit a build. Um, and we could have done that, and we could have, and then we, and then we'd have found out how much this thing was going to be and how much it's going to cost, and then we'd have gone away and fundraised for it. And about five years later, <laughs> we'd be exactly where we are now, <laughs> but it would have cost us ten times the amount. So to have not done anything. To to have not done anything. And when we bought the place, we thought, well, you know, we 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 can make it work. You know, the space we can make work. And then we sort of slowly, inch by inch, decided what it could be and sort of developed it over the last year to, to where we are now. But it has meant that in order to be able to achieve it, both financially and within the timeline, we've just done it all ourselves, which is a bit crazy and a, probably a bit egotistical maybe that we sort of took on these things and don't really know what we're doing. But on Monday, we will rehearse a show and in three weeks' time we will let the audience in and... There have been periods through this year I thought, we're never going to make this. This is crazy. We're going to run out of money. There's things we just don't know how to do. But actually, last Tuesday afternoon, I thought, we are going to make this deadline. What happened on Tuesday afternoon? Well, Tuesday afternoon, we loaded in... Well, we should rewind a little bit because it's been a bit crazy. But Tuesday afternoon was the big was a big day for me because we loaded in the set for the first... We loaded ah, in our first set yeah, yeah. and put it in. And that was a bit stressful because we've never designed a set before. I don't know why you're saying we. It's you. Well, we never... I mean, I, I helped you with the concept, but yeah. I did none of the drawings. But it's all that stuff. You know, we, we sort of drew it and then we're drawing it in a new space. So, you know, is it going to fit? Is it going to get around all the various doors? Can we get the truck outside on time? Can we get it bolted together and and will it will it fit was my big stress and then I lost confidence on Monday night on the eve before it arrived and I said to Jay I think I've made it too tall but it's not too tall it might be a little bit too tall actually um I, I'm giggling a little bit it's a tiny bit tall, it's a but tiny, only a bit, tiny tall. bit um but anyway we got it in but that was the sort of first time I thought oh there is a setting there is a lighting rig up in the air there's a PA up in the air um the bar's 90% finished. Um, so I, I suddenly thought, I thought, well, we might, it feels like we're going to make this now. Whereas three weeks ago, I was pretty doubtful we were going to. I've never had it. any doubts, but then that's me, isn't it? I yeah. just thought, I mean, that's theatre. I mean, I want to say nine times out of ten, but it's it's pretty much ten times out of ten, you do open. You know, so I, I sort of, and because I've got the best team in the world around me and. I, I don't think I ever had a doubt. Well, I think I think we always thought we could do the show. I was never worried, or I'm not particularly worried about getting the show on because I think you, you and the acting company and all of all of us, we can do we can do the show. So it's the sort of everything else that was getting mm. us down a bit. But um, but it's in the sets in. We we it's been a crazy since we. I think we last did one of these in September. We are probably still talking about the same amount of craziness. But since then, uh, we've workshopped two shows in there. 
I think. Yes, at least, yeah. Because we did Bluebeard, mm -hmm. we did a rehearsal for Bluebeard, and then we did another... We, we, we've been trying out some other things for you, haven't we, with, with, with the ensemble. And then that finished, and rather rudely, because I kind of got everybody to arrive at half past four and you weren't really finishing till five, so there was sort of <laughs> lots of crashing and banging around going <laughs> as you were trying to finish up a workshop. Um, and we put our lighting rig up for the first time. We put um, a PA up for the first time. We managed to work out where all the cable was going to go. And then had a clear floor ready for Dave Haraway and the Bristol Old Vic team to load in our new shiny little match girl set. So it's oh. been quite the bumpy. But even that makes me feel week. so happy because oh, I don't don't think for a minute I am not understanding how much this has taken and how much work it's been. But we've also pulled in favours. And, and it feels, I do feel like I'm in a 1950s children's book where not only have we said, come on, let's make a show, but actually because we're not children and we're not in the 1950s, all of us have called up our friends. It's been like phone a friend, hasn't it, saying, can you help? What have you got? And the amount of goodwill we've come across has been really touching, hasn't it? Like you say, our friends at the Bristol Old Vic and um, friends that have lent us their time or their their ideas it's been amazing yeah we should name a few of them really because there was um paul runs a, a team at sparks which is a lighting hire company with, who, who i've known for a while and lawrence russell who's a production electrician which works with us on when we're touring shows and works with malcolm with their light designer they um they they donated so much kit to us and there's a few other manufacturers that have donated kit to us oh big um, shout out which thank has you. been which thank has been you, really thank you. brilliant uh, are they all going to come? I think they're all going to come. Yeah, Lawrence is coming back, and um, I'll invite Paul. Um, Phil Hurley at Stage Sound did us a sort of fantastic bargain basement deal, given how busy Stage Sound are over Christmas, mm. and literally have no equipment. And I said, come on, lend me some stuff. And they <laughs> did, and it turns up on a truck from Cardiff. Um, Dave Harrow at Bristol Vic has been, has been brilliant and a sort of source i love dave because he's always enthusiastic even at our lowest moment he kind of always does sort of walk in and say well this is gonna be marvelous <laughs> Go, really david because it feels like that wall's gonna fall down um so he's been very good um lots of other contractors have been great jc joel's who do our uh, drapes and fabric have, have sort of done us amazing deals but it's been touching hasn't it the amount of energy around the place and goodwill yeah but I'm, i need to take you back on something because the other thing that I am secretly tickled pink by is if you look at our sort of team yourself me Poppy Keeling Jay Jones um we've all we at the beginning we said we're going to do this on a shoestring we're gonna you know we're not going to spend loads of money this has to yeah make financial sense but then all of us have got really high standards in different areas yeah and all of us have secretly and sort of manipulatively pushed our areas, which means the whole project has just gone up and up in scale and standard. So we have the most epic bar with an equally epic coffee machine with ground coffee because... Jay insisted we bought one. Jay insisted that we had to have the best coffee machine that there is in yeah. order to have a great bar. And you've designed this amazing bar, which... Which feels ludicrous. Let's let's talk about it. It feels like at this point in the company's history, building a bar that big and fancy feels a little bit silly. But there is no storage at the church, and that's what you've kept saying is, where's everything going to go? So actually, this bar is going to last just for the next twenty years. So you've built something that will really 
see us through and create a really enviable space, which is just amazing. But I've pushed through quite a significant set. You have. With velvet <laughs> curtains. Yeah. Um, I, I keep sort of with, with an amazing lighting rig, because at one point there was going to be just one lighting state. Yeah. And I looked so crestfallen, didn't I? Like, how is that possible? Yeah. So all of us have pushed and pushed and pushed. I know, in every area. I think that was the thing, is that it, it sort of probably should have been like um, an old-school village hall show. Mm. Do, do, you know, that should have probably should have been the scale we were working at. Um, and we, we could have done it really easily. But I also think um, it's it's much more about investing in the future, really. I think, it, you know, the bar the bar is kind of ludicrous today in that we've put an awful lot of... We, we haven't, it's surprisingly, not a huge amount of money into it, but it is, it's kind of beautiful. It's been um, custom-built for us by um, Russ Billing at Barfab in Oldham. Um, and they've done so, such a beautiful job on it. And Jamie has been... Um, carcassing it out. Our master carpenter, our master who's carpenter. been amazing. He's been absolutely brilliant and never stops working. But I think once Little Match Scale's done and we've learned how that space works, we have got an amazing um, place to either open it up for the local community to use for events, and we've also got a space that we can use for other more corporate style events because of course we have to keep funding it somehow so there's a kind of eye on what the future is so if we had done the sort of trestle tables and cloths and bottles of wine that, that would have been great and it would have it would have been really enjoyable but it would have only got us till Christmas and it would have been gone it, I know yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be feeling like Christmas Eve if we were just doing a village horse show there's, there's it feels and I feel this is where wise children is at its best, which is that we're really ambitious, aren't we? We don't talk about it much. We don't use the, the A word much, but it's what we are. So when we decided to open a show at Christmas, none of us are willing to let it be anything other than spectacular and meaningful and superb. And even I was thinking, because Poppy's got her own um, bit of quality that she brings, all our wine and booze, well, that's Jay and Poppy, isn't it, is going to be locally sourced, craft, really low environmental footprint but beautiful and in fact we did it is true to say isn't it that on friday night we did we had to taste the alcohol for the bar we we decided we'd finished work it'd been a really long day been a really long week and we thought well we'd do we'd do something special and the one thing we'd forgotten to buy for the bar was a corkscrew <laughs> which nobody had realized until about nine o'clock <laughs> and we stopped working <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then I feel that there's something so traditional about that because also having stopped working to taste these wines, we then had no corkscrew. And you came, you said you'd get it, and nobody stopped you. No. So you drove to the office, couldn't find one, drove yeah. back to our house, found one. found one, and came back. But by that point, we'd already done all you the were beers. Drunk. We were drunk. <laughs> we'd I'd gone through all the beers. I'd only been gone about 30 minutes. <laughs> but then I, got, I went down a classic rabbit hole because I, I came back here thinking oh I've ordered corkscrews it should all be here and then I just caught myself going through my order from Nisbet's and finding oh I haven't ordered half the things I thought I'd ordered oh that's living the dream but when you're going back through your order from Nisbet's that's nice no. when you need to take a day off which can I just say again we're not doing this is our day off no but look we're doing a podcast yeah but what were we going to do in reality we're also going back to the church to finish the clear up we are going we back to the yesterday. church because it's not quite as sparkly as it should be for the acting company to turn up tomorrow. We did 
a massive day yesterday for me. Yeah. And that's because the cess has gone in. Now, yeah. for those of you that presume, I bet almost everybody listening to this is a theatre person. Um, and But if you're not, what tends to happen with theatre shows is you rehearse in an ordinary room and then you all go into the theatre and you start working on the set. But for Little Match Girl, and probably because it's, it's the getting's really difficult because of our timeline, we built the set before rehearsals. So the set has gone in, that's what Simon was just talking about. Um, but there's still a lot of building work. The bar isn't finished. We've had a lot of... Um, technical workers in there we've got all the props and costumes turned up so yesterday we did a massive sort out a massive clean you were shouldering the organs come out gosh we haven't even talked about that oh my god let's show, let's save that for a moment um, we had to clean up after the organ coming out you were underneath the steel deck I don't know what you were messing around with and I decided that I was going to clear the path so our church has got a side entrance, which is a which comes off a public put, footpath, um, and it's very overgrown, and there's all, often a lot of litter, and it feels a little bit scary, and it's been bothering me that it's going to feel a little bit scary for our audience, um, and I've been really wishing that somebody would do it, and I think yesterday was the day when I thought the sun is shining, this is a really difficult job, nobody else is going to do it, so I took it upon myself, I. I cleared five massive sort of trugs of um, moss and weeds, cut back all the overhanging stuff, and it looks. And we've put festoon outside, and suddenly, it's really welcoming. Um, but it was slightly crazy, and my poor old body, my knees were aching last night. Both our backs had gone, hadn't they? But we'd put in a massive day yesterday, and we do have to go back today. Just pointing out that this day off is not a day off. It's kind of a day off. But yeah, we have got to go back and do a bit tidy. And it was a big day yesterday. We had um, my my crew yesterday were Emma Rice and Poppy Keeling. Woo! Uh, Jay, <laughs> best crew in the world. Jay had to take a day off because he he, he had to do some parenting. <laughs> did, did, come, did come in though. But yeah, he, of course he came in, and he came shout in with out his, to Rosalie and Artie. Yeah, who inspected the set. Who were very concerned about health and safety. <laughs> so they're quite a good test. So we took them through the set yesterday to make sure it was safe. Uh, now the organ coming out—that was a big—that was a big deal. So, anybody who doesn't know this story, our church had a massive organ in the corner, not a beautiful one, quite ugly, but panelled wood, huge, did work. Um, and in fact, this time last year, we had people coming and people that could play. My friend Ruth was playing Christmas carols on the organ, and I wanted to keep it. I thought, oh come on. If you buy a space with a huge organ in, let's keep it and play it and we'll have organs in all the shows. Um, and then we discovered there was asbestos in it, so it was actually pumping asbestos. Sorry, everybody that played it. So it had to be decommissioned, which then meant we had this massive bit of real estate in the corner of the room. So suddenly I don't want the organ anymore. And that's when you tried to sell it on eBay. Yeah, I did try and do that. How did that go? Uh, we got a lot of views, yeah. I'd say, and uh, no sales. But you did, actually, somebody did sell it. Somebody <laughs> did buy it at one point. It did get sold for about three minutes. Somebody obviously yeah. was sort of sleepy or drunk, and, and then they, <laughs> they sort of said, "Oh, we didn't realise you you didn't deliver." <laughs> I think, How are we going to? Oh, point of this is to get it out. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the asbestos thing. It wasn't. It's not as bad as it sounds. Okay. Um, 
the motor that housed the blowing chamber was encased in asbestos. So we, we, we it sounds pretty to, bad. Yeah, I mean, it was. I'm just trying to play it down a little bit, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. I don't think we've been playing asbestos around the room for <laughs> okay. the last. But it was decommissioned. Yeah. Um, so we, you tried on eBay. I tried to um, see if the reclamation place wanted it. They didn't want they it. They weren't interested. We went to every charity, organ charity. Which is quite a few. We went to quite a lot of yeah. organ newsletters. They didn't want it either. No. But eventually, what did you find? Uh, well, I, I didn't. Steph Curtis, our general manager, found an organ removal company. Sounds medical, doesn't it? But it's not as a and church I, organ. And I, for the life of me, can't remember where they are. They're in Hertfordshire or Herefordshire. I get those two confused. Anyway, definitely a place beginning with H. And they were called Go Organs. <laughs> and over the last, last weekend and this Friday, I can't remember when it was. Was it Friday? Friday, yeah. Um, they came and took the organ out. And it was huge. It was much more complicated than I thought it was going to be unbelievably complicated really thing com- to do. But they took it out really, really carefully because it's it's going to a new home. It's, it's going to a, cathed- a church in Wilsdon, I It's think. going to a church in Wilsdon, yeah. Which is great. I mean, it is great because it felt sort of really... We knew we didn't want it, but it felt really wrong to... It's not rubbish. It's a beautiful thing with history and music at its core so I'm delighted it's got a new amazing bits of engineering so, but yeah, it has it's... turned our space it's transformed it hasn't it yeah it's really because the two things up. you've done as our sort of space designer in, um, is to get rid of the organ which took up one corner but also moved the staircase which was sort of set into the room yeah. to the side of the room and now it's suddenly this handsome rehearsal room studio theatre it's like Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, what else should we talk about before everybody falls asleep with boredom? Little Match Girl. Little Match Girl. It's going to be so magical. Yeah. It's going to be so magical. And that's the version you did originally at yeah. Shakespeare's Globe. So I did it at Shakespeare's Globe and then remade it for a tour. Yeah. Um, magnificently, we didn't either write down the script for that tour or video it so um it's, it's being remade again i'm not doing all the stories i'm going to reconceive it we've changed the music ian ross is writing the music um i've written some lyrics so it isn't if you think you've seen it it is going to be recognizable but different and like i say it feels unbelievably like the beginning it feels like wise children we've been going five years now that we've we've got a space and once you've got space you have to fill it and this is what we're going to fill it with is gorgeous nights of joy that are very meaningful as well you know the thing about little match girl is it's deeply political but that's also you know it reminds me of what we want from christmas we do want to be entertained we want to laugh we want to be with family be with friends and also remember how lucky we are and those that are less lucky and I think the little match girl sort of encapsulates that no I think it's going to be great and we're, we're starting with some uh, so there's a kind of soft opening isn't there there's a sort of friends and family yep. thing and then I think we do some local community school shows don't we we, we are we, we've we been working with, with Jess Frankham from um, from county council not county Town Council. Town Council. Um, and we've got some school shows. I think we've got some young carers coming in. Yeah. Um, I think we've... 
got some Ukrainian families that I'm very excited about. We'll do another podcast about that. But yeah. we're, we're really throwing open the doors with the help of Froomtown Council um, to really make sure that this space isn't elite or exclusive, mm. that we're going to be making the best theatre of our lives, but it has to be shared and it has to be shared with our friends and our community. So we should um, get your fluffy mic back and yeah. you should do some bits and pieces next week. I found Fluffy Mike this morning. Did you? Yeah. That's weird, because I think it's over there. Are there, t- there must be two. Uh, yeah, right. I'm not well, going to okay. say where it is, but All I right. think I know where it is. Um, yeah, let's take out Fluffy Mike. And, let's, and I promise you, Simon Baker, that I will do a podcast a week. How about that? Let's do it. I think that would be really good. So we'll be back here 11 o'clock next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> We're probably working next Sunday, aren't we? No. Is it a day off? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, next Sunday, 11 o'clock. This is the new beginning. This is where we don't knacker our knees and our backs and work seven days a week. Oh, I look forward to it. You've done that. You've done it. Yeah. And All right. can I just take a moment to say thank you? Oh. Well, don't make me cry. I won't make you cry, but... As I say, it's a really big, very loyal, slightly crazy team. It is, but it's been led by you, and I feel that you've made me a theatre which is ultimately all a girl called Emma Rice wants. <laughs> and and because we live together and work together, I've also seen the hours that it's taken and the stress it's taken and the toll it's taken. So that's how we're going to leave this podcast. Thank all you right. for listening, everybody. Tune in next week. There's going to be another scintillating episode. And thank you.